Good morning. I hope you're having an amazing and wonderful day. And if you're not, well, get ready because your day is about to change. I think one of the most important things that we have to do is just stop and listen. But most specifically, listen to our parents. This one morning when I was getting ready to leave for work and I was about to walk out of the office, my mom, she said, did you have, uh, did you eat already? And I said, Mom, I have this food, which was I was holding up a box full of soup, just enough to get me by, by the morning to come here in the afternoon. And I told her, Mom, I have enough to survive on this. And she looked at me and she said, well, instead of eating just to survive, how come, not, how come you don't eat just to grow? Why don't you eat more to be able to grow? And that just stuck with me the entire day. Because a lot of the times people just would need to just survive in their work, in their business, in their life, in their ministry, in their calling, in their purpose, in everything they do, they only do enough in order to survive. And I started to think to myself, what what have I been doing that I've only been giving a little bit of me, a little bit of my effort that's just enough to be able to survive? And I love how in James chapter 2, the Bible puts it like this, you cannot have faith if you do not have if you do not have actions behind it in other words a lot of people say that they have faith but their actions say nothing a lot of people say that they're christian but their actions show that they're not so i like how the bible puts it simple very simple it says i will show my faith by my actions by my good deeds in other words, I'm going to show people that I believe in God, that I trust in God by the actions that I take, the actions that I take in my business, the actions I take in my school, the actions I take in my ministry, the actions I take in my life. And it's something very important that I think a lot of people have to realize is that in life, you're going to have a lot of options but one of them should not be that you only do just enough in order to survive. I think we're tired of just surviving. I think we want to live. We want to prosper. We want to have a good life. And I think everyone wants a good life. But not everyone is willing to put in the work of having that amazing life. And this sets us apart from a lot of things. But the good news is that we have an opportunity through Jesus Christ in order to have a life a life full of abundance, a life full of passion, a life full of love, a life that's willing to take us far beyond anything else. And it's just us acting and taking that risk. Another way of spelling faith is risk. Because a lot of people say, well, what if it doesn't work? Well, what if, well, what if in me trusting God, I lose my job and I lose my source of income? You're going to have to take a leap of faith and trust in God and know that He has you in the palm of His hands. And you're going not you're going to have to. You can't just do do this once and uh, once every once every month. It has to be something that's consistent. It has to be something that you're completely all in. Consistency and persistency is the key to success. You can't just say to God that I'll follow you a few days and then completely forget about him the next. You're going to have to get up and actually work for it. 
And by work, I don't mean getting out there in the field. By working, I mean sitting down, reading the Bible, actioning out the Word, not just listening to the Word, not just consuming the Word, but actually doing something with the Word. If I give you the step-by-steps of how to build the car, you're not just going to leave everything on the floor and say, oh, I learned how to build the car. No, you're going to actually take the steps-by-steps to learn how to build the car. I always love using the example of Legos. When I used to be small uh, as a kid, I used to love playing with Legos, and my parents would buy me the most how do you say complex lego building sets and these legos it, it would come with picture step-by-step instructions on how to build your masterpiece and i would sit there for hours being calm as could be go following the steps because it was so simple yes sometimes it was difficult because i couldn't find the piece or sometimes they wouldn't want to fit but even though those difficulties arise i always knew that if i was holding a piece and it went exactly where i was trying to put it and it didn't want to go in and the instructions said it goes there i will do my very best until it went in and i didn't give up because i knew that i knew that i knew that this piece went exactly there now in life we have our instructions and it's in the bible you want to become successful it's in there you want to be happy it's in there you want to be joyful all the time it's in there you're going through a hard time it's in there you're going through temptation it's right there everything you could possibly need is in the bible it's just a matter of fact of actually sitting down and looking for it and i love how complex and wonderful doctors are because if you go into a doctor's office and you see my stomach is hurting here right here and it's from this time to this time after i eat and they can just sit there ask you questions do some um, work on you take some samples of blood and come back and say exactly what you have and in the book of james it's exactly that it's basically the medicine of everything you could possibly need and even if you might not find everything it gives you instructions of where to go next And I think that's amazing how God works and how he has planned everything for your life, even to the littlest detail. When he sees that you're struggling, he puts it in there. And it's just a matter of fact of us just following the instructions of and actually following through, not just going to step one to step two and then completely forgetting three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. In order to have complete success, you must go completely all the way. If a doctor says to you, drink this pill, the entire week but you only drink it three times and forget about the rest you're still going to be stuck with that sickness the exact same thing here when you follow the word of god just for let's say if if it's for one week but you're only following it for three days it's not going to work it's a lifestyle it's something that you pick up and you keep going and keep going until the day you drop and if you decide to stop it doesn't work anymore the Bible says that with God, in Matthew nineteen twenty six, with God, all things are possible. Humanly speaking, it's impossible, but with God, it's possible. A lot of people take that and they run with that, but they don't realize that any little thing can cause them to be apart from God. And here's something very specific that, that I learned, and you can find this in, in James 4, let's see, 17, and it says this, Remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do, and then not do it. Well, I want to talk to you very quickly, very briefly of what sin is. Sin is basically this. It separates you from God. Imagine that you and God are hugging right now, and sin comes in right between the middle of you and pushes you away from God. Now, could you say that you are with God if you are separated by this person? No, you're not with God. 
So, in order to be with God, there cannot be sin between you and God. There cannot be any separation between you and God. And I love how it's just plain and clear. If you remember that you have to do something, but then you don't do it, that right there is sin. And I remember asking my mom, and I asked her, well, how I just learned this, and I went up to her, I'm like, Mom, I just, I just saw this, and how come, it, how come it is like this? And she says it's because it's disobedient. For example, if my mom tells me, to take out the trash, but I don't take out the trash, and I wait, and I wait, and I wait, and I take out the trash two days later, that right there is sin, because I disobeyed my parents, and a lot of people say, well, they can take it to the extreme, or they can say, well, I, well I'm going to do everything my mom and dad say, there's a, there's a certain point where you draw the line, you can't take it to the extreme both ways, it's just plain simple, you don't overthink it. If your mom gives you a, a counseling and she gives her her advice, you don't throw away her wisdom. You listen to her wisdom and you think about it. You see both sides of the coin and then you act upon it. See, having a prosperous life isn't very hard. It's just a matter of fact of following the instructions. And I love how God puts it in Deuteronomy 28. If you completely follow, if you obey the Lord your God and follow all the instructions He's given you today, and it gives you an entire list of blessings. It says your crops will be blessed. But I'll put it to you in, in, in forms that you can understand today. Your bank account will be filled. You will be joyful. Your family will prosper. They will be blessed. Your church would be blessed. The world would change all because you were obedient to the voice of God. And here's something. If you reject the voice of God, you reject the face of God. Imagine that. Because you didn't want to listen to the voice of God. You rejected the face of God. Now, not a lot of people get to see the face of God. They don't get to see Him face to face. Because it's something that's so amazing, so wonderful, so beyond this world and it's a great privilege to be able to see God face to face and that's something that they just think about if you are allowed to see God face to face and no one else in this entire world can even begin to reach that level and not even begin to see his cheek but you get to see him face to face his entire face imagine what that says about your actions and about your faith and about the way that you've been living. It says that you've been doing things right. It shows that you have been living a righteous life. It shows that you've been following the instructions that God has left you. But I think a lot of people have forgotten what it means to follow God. It's not a religion, it's a relationship. It, it's not a set of rules, it's a set of guidelines that help you to achieve the goal. I think I remember one time I asked I asked my my youth at, at the at youth class, and I asked them what does the word discipline mean to you, and everyone's saying oh it's when your parents hit you it's when you get yelled at it's when when you get in trouble and I was listening to them, and I asked them well search up the definition of discipline and in the definition it came up to be corrected to be directed, it just meant to be taught the right way. And they just stood there and they were thinking. And I told them, when your parents, or when the word discipline comes in, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean to get screamed at. It doesn't mean to get hit. It doesn't mean pain. It means that you're being corrected. You're being directed. And it means that you're going on the right direction if you follow that discipline. 
it means that you have self-control. I've heard a lot of a lot of people, adults, youth, and even kids that they pray for self-control. But what they're praying for is what God has already given them. All you have to do is exercise it. The more you exercise it, the more you exercise a muscle, it gets bigger and bigger and stronger. The exact same thing here. The more you exercise your self-control, the bigger it gets, the stronger it gets, the more fit you become with it, and the more easy you can completely move in that self-control. Now, going back to what my mother said in the beginning, don't just consume to survive, but consume to grow. Don't just read the word of God to say that you read the word to to say that you read the word of God. Don't just listen to your preaching just to say that you listen to the preaching. If you action now, even just one percent of what you are reading, of what you are hearing, of what you are watching, it's going to completely transform your life. And I'll put it to you like this: in the kingdom culture, the kingdom culture, the culture of the kingdom of heaven, when Jesus came. The Bible says that you should not form to this world, but this world should form to you. Jesus came and he came with this kingdom culture. And he saw a lot of people doing things that, that weren't normal to him. For example, people were just laying there being sick. And to him, that wasn't normal. Because he knew how he could get that miracle, that healing. And whenever he would cause a miracle, or whenever he would, he would say something from his kingdom, his culture, a lot of people did not understand because that wasn't what they were brought up in. And I'll give you an example. Here in with my family in California, we uh we like to eat spicy food. And and when they eat spicy food, to them it's it's nothing. And I've seen them eating it like entire bottles of tapatio or they just drop they drop it everywhere in their food. And when I went to Argentina, they do not eat spicy food. There's a joke that <laughs> that I heard there that they just uh, um, it's ketchup is too spicy for them, and ketchup over here is just something that we just use to just put on our fries or our burgers. But two different places, two different types of cultures, one exact same thing that to one of them is normal, but to one of them it's not. To us over here, it's normal to eat that in our in our soup, in our meat, in our rice, in in basically anything. But over there, it's not normal. You don't see it in storms. It's stores. It's not prepared. You you really don't see it over there. And when someone from from this culture goes all the way to Argentina and sees that culture, it's going to be completely different. And you might think that that's weird. And those people in Argentina are gonna look at you and be like, "Man, you're weird." When Jesus came in this in, into into earth into this world, he wasn't just coming to just to show off. He didn't come to show off. He came to show what you can do through him. He was showing you. He said, "Abel, if you follow this step, if you get up at this time, if you seek God and you talk to God and if you build a relationship with God and you're constantly in that relationship, consistency and persistency in there. Well, when it comes time in order to do things like this to cause miracles, to help other people, to save to save the lost, to bring back people that are lost, when it comes time to do this, you will be able to do this because you did the basics." If you if you start to build the roof of a house before you build the foundation, the roof is useless. 
You have to go step by step in building a house. The exact same thing in your life. You can't just how do you say jump the uh, j- jump forward and try building something ahead when you haven't even built the foundation. A lot of I think I I even in myself, but a lot of people do this as well. And I caught myself and I stopped it. I've, I I caught myself looking at, at, at a MacBook, and it's not wrong to look at stuff and want stuff. But here's the reason why I wanted that laptop. I was looking at it, and I saw that a lot of people were, were using it for professional work, that they were editing this, they were doing that. And I, and I told myself, and I said, man, I would like that laptop, and I would like to do this, to do this, to do this, to do this, edit videos, make scripts, do this. And then I, uh, as I was making my plans on buying it, I looked at my I looked at the screen that I was looking at in order to buy that laptop, and I realized that I had that laptop. I had a laptop in front of me, maybe not the one that I wanted, but I had one in front of me. And then I asked myself, well, how come I can't do everything on this one? And that's when it hit me. I can't do everything. I just want to get something else. And then when I get that, I bet that I'm going to get something else and something else. And then completely procrastinate on the work that I want to do. And in all, the only thing that I want is a new thing, but I don't want to do the work. And that doesn't show who I am. See, instead of praying for your joy, why don't you look around at the things that you have that make you joyful? Your family, your friends, your church, your baby maybe, your kids, your grandkids. It it all depends on you. Instead of looking out there for more things, why don't you work with the things that you have and then you build the foundation, which is Jesus. It's already built for you. You put the foundation down and then you start to expand and to grow. What happens to a business when they start to expand too fast? It completely collapses. You don't want your life to collapse. You want it to grow. You want it to prosper and you want it to stand forever and ever. What you do here, it's going to affect your generations to come. It's going to affect your kids, your kids' kids and their kids and so forth and so on. So what you do today is something very important. So my question is to you, are you going to consume the word of God just enough to survive? Or are you going to consume and action out the word of God to be able to grow, to be able to help, to be able to help your descendants down the line, your generation, to be able to help out your family, to be able to make a difference. Instead of trying to change the world, change yourself first. And in doing so, you're going to be able to change the world. Trust me, change the way you see things, change the way you think, your attitude, Pick up the character of God, and the only way you pick up the character, the thoughts, the language of God is by reading the Word of God and actually actioning it out. And actually actioning out the Word of God, doing the Word of God. And you're going to see a transformation in your life. And then you will see how the world is changing just because you decided to change. All right. I'll see you next time. And remember, don't just consume enough to survive, but consume in order to grow.